Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Orange and blue sunset in mile high here in Broncos country. Let's get ready to ride. Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky. We'll break it down after the game with the guys. Hometown heroes with their own sports bar. The best coverage in Denver. Don't go too far. Just turn on DNVR. We are DNVR. Marvin Mims. Special Teams Player of the Week in the AFC. Uh, Marvin Mims is special. We're going to break down Marvin Mims. We're going to break down uh, Russell Wilson. Is he special enough to make the Pro Bowl? I don't think it's that crazy to say, but we are joining you on the DMVR Broncos podcast. Todd Davis, Henry Chisholm, Zach Stevens (laughs) rolling with you today. Uh, Marvin Mims, he deserves the Special Teams Player of the Week award. Hands down, he's putting the team in the best position to win. Um, multiple returns of, you know, 20-plus yards. I know he leads the league in kickoff returns and putt returns. He's playing really, really good football. Um, he's fresh because he's not playing any offense, but that's what leads him to special teams player of the week. Which honestly makes it even that much more frustrating because when he has a ball in his hands, I mean, his returns this past week, yeah. they looked like he was going at like 80%. Yeah. It's just because, like, that's how natural of a returner is. That's how natural he is with the ball in his hands. And, I mean, at one point when he's, like, crossing the field, I'm like, speed up, speed up. Yeah. And it's just he's just that fast where it just looks like he's uh, not even going full speed. I've got a question for you. So he was, what, like the 67th pick? Okay. If he just is the best returner in the NFL for the next 10 years, never does anything as a receiver, is that a good use like, like, is that a good value for, like, the 67th pick, just to have the best returner in the league for a decade? Outside of, like, pulling my hair out every week, wondering why they're not using him yeah. on offense? Yeah, it would be. If I, it really is so. a decade. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Like, and it's tough to, like, think about, but I would give a late second-round pick to have the best returner in the NFL for a decade. Well, and that's kind of like the conversation that you have about, like, kickers and punters. It's like, well, you don't have to draft them because you can find most of them undrafted. <laughs> but it's like, okay, if you can spend a fourth-round pick instead of getting a potential starter on mm-hmm. offense or defense or like a good backup or someone that you're going to cut the second year, if you could spend uh, a day three, an early day three pick mm-hmm. on a punter or a kicker, but you know they're going to be the guy for the next decade, it's like, man, it probably 
probably stinks right then. But 10 years down the line, you're going to be like, hell yeah, that was a great pick. The tough part Devin Hester was the 57th pick in his draft. And what did he do on offense? Nothing. Exactly. He was the best returner really in NFL history. Yes. And was he worth that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Probably will be one day. The tough part about drafting kickers and punters is that half of them wind up busting. Right. And that's where if you spend a fourth rounder on somebody who just stinks... At punting, yeah, that's where it stings. Or like the Bucks when they uh, used a oh. second round pick on was it Aguayo? Yeah, yeah, and then oh. he was. Did they cut him that year? I think they did. I mean, who is that? Bad? Meanwhile, that like is brutal. Justin Tucker's just like undrafted. And the, the thing with yeah, exactly. And yeah. the thing with punters is it's not like you can dangle it in front of the fan base like, oh well, he's also gonna do some things on offense. No, like you could have said with him. Like yeah. exactly. there, there's still that option that maybe he does something on offense. But uh, Henry did Sean Payton get you this morning? Did you have a conversation with him? And he's like, hey. Try to spin this in a good way. Because you're really no. spinning it in a good way right now. I, I, despite popular belief, don't have a lot of just little side talks with Sean in the mornings. <laughs> um, no, I mean, if Marvin Mims is just this guy's a returner for the next, for the rest of his career, good pick. And if he turns out to be the receiver that he's shown at points that he can be, then all of a sudden it's a steal. But he's already, to me, like lived up to the draft value. Or at least if he continues what he's doing. He's shown he can. It's tough because he's that good. I don't... I think anytime you're on the field a lot, like, I think injuries. Yeah. And I'd rather have him healthy. Because it would suck to see him go mm. down, knock on wood, <laughs> yeah. on, like, a pass play. And we're like, dang, now we don't have the best kick and punt return in the league. The Meanwhile, he's year. been, like... He's shown some things, but in terms of, like, his time on the field, like, an average receiver. In terms of, like, return on investment in terms of snaps. Like, you always have that conversation with, do you want Pat Sertan returning punts? Like... He might get hurt. It's not worth it. You don't yeah. want to lose him on defense. What if with Marvin, we're saying, like, I don't know if we want him on the field on offense because we can't lose him on special teams. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hey, he's Stop not far it. off. Like, he's by far the best returner in the NFL this year. And that, I mean, it can lead to some crazy situations. What? I mean, just like Devin Hester. Like, uh, the, all the conversations people had about Devin Hester, they were insane. It's like, yep. how do we try to give him the ball? Or, like, there, there was, like, a debate for a couple of years. Like, what position does he even play? Is he a cornerback? Is he a receiver? Like, where should we be using him? And the, obviously that sort of stuff doesn't happen with Marvin, but you just get you just get put in weird situations when you have great returners. Get out of here. I got to stop this nonsense, you guys. Um, and uh, it, it, he's not like a Deontay Spencer in the way where, like, mm-hmm. he can be a dynamic returner, but you don't really see it on offense, but you're like, well, what if? No, we've seen it on offense through the first four weeks of the season, yep. he mm-hmm. led the NFL in receiving yards, in, in yards per catch, I should say, yeah. uh, at 24. He still averages 24, but he don't, no longer leads the league because he's just had so few opportunities that he doesn't even get considered in mm-hmm. that category at all. The Broncos tried to give him the ball twice yeah. this past week. They tried mm-hmm. to do it uh, on that screen that got broken up, and then on these jet reverses with him and they got to stop doing that because it just doesn't work teams are sniffing it out the broncos aren't blocking it well i don't know what it is it's so obvious or something um they did try one other play where marvin it looked like he was open downfield and Russ just didn't see him uh or he was pressured i don't remember the exact situation but um you just you got to keep working these plays (laughs) in because he's so dynamic with the ball in his hands and honestly though i mean props to him and he deserves so much credit because the defense and all the turnovers Mm -hmm. has helped the offense a ton and then marvin mims in this return game both in punt return number one in the league kick return 
number one in the league, uh, is huge for this offense, not having to do so much in order to win games. Yeah, and I think that's why I want him to stay right where he is. Um, and I just think if you look at our offense, I think the first couple weeks of the season, we were trying to figure out like what our game plan was. What are we as a team? How are we going to attack defenses and we found out that it has nothing to do with deep shots like deep shots is not our go-to <laughs> no. it's these short intermediate routes 20 30 yards is probably the longest throw we'll make and everything else is run game mm-hmm. so i think that's why he's not being utilized because that's not his bread mm-hmm. and butter he's the 40 yard down the field guy he's the mm-hmm. guy making big plays and as our offense is right now that's not the mindset of sean payton so you're not even kidding anymore you're okay with him just being really the primary punt returner kick returner and then don't need much more from him on offense. Loving it. Oh, I mean, <laughs> they are. Did you guys can get this to like gang up on me and drive me crazy today? No, no, no not at all. But I mean, he's. That was a really high pitched voice there, Hank. So I'm sorry <laughs> about that. No, that's that does happen to me when I lie. That is true. Actually, I should um, my position because me and Henry are on the same page. Yeah, wow. exactly. so I should rethink how I'm thinking <laughs> wow. about this. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Making sure I'm not going crazy. At least I didn't say the the. Bills are going to win that game. But um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at it, though, yards per route run. So that's like, obviously, there's more that go, goes into it. But that's basically like you put the guy on the field. What does he provide? Like, it, it, you assume that if he's the open receiver, he gets the ball. And the, those are assumptions you have to make that the quarterback isn't missing it. But he's still at 2.18 yards per route run, which is the best of any Bronco. So, like, they're still getting the the return on the investment by putting him on the field, and it's because you get those big plays. Like, you don't need him to get consistent catches. You just need him to, you know, every few weeks, and it's worked out differently for him because he's had a bunch at the beginning, so the defense has to keep him honest. Like, you're, you're forcing somebody to sit over the top because they're scared of Marvin because you still are getting that return on investment just by putting him on the field. And... What you'd like to see from Marvin is, okay, develop the game a little bit, you know, start getting the slants going, get the quick outs going, get get some of that route running stuff. But but for a rookie, he's found his niche. And his niche is get on the field, get your couple of deep balls, uh, honestly, like get five, six, seven a season, and that'll force the defense to sit back. It'll open up the running game. It'll open up the short passes. And, like, he's he's helped the offense more than you'd think for somebody who has the numbers that he does. It was also interesting this week he had he ran 28 routes which was by far the most in the season before that the most was 14 like he doubled up the most he's out so they're getting him out there but when teams like teams just say we want to take marvin mims away teams could take marvin mims away because he just hasn't quite rounded out his game but by taking him away it means that you're at least sitting one guy really deep and you're probably sitting two like you've got two guys on that side of the field which opens everything up i think we've already seen teams change the way they approach him though because you have to eventually hit that or at least try to throw it. it's not like mm-hmm. russ even threw the deep ball to him this week yeah. to, to try to keep teams honest let alone complete but, one at some point you've got to show that he really is a threat because you're willing to take that i disagree though because like you can't throw it to him if he's covered and they're covering him downfield like they've got somebody there downfield so you can't throw that to him and because they've got somebody downfield you don't like that's the point like at this point he's a decoy you know, and, and as soon as he can start building out those counters, that won't be the case. But he's not going to be treated like he was those first four weeks of the season when they're like, OK, we're, we'll, we'll line somebody up or like we'll have, we'll, you know, quarters. We'll have somebody covering deep. That corner is going to be dropping back with you. It, it, but he's starting five, seven yards off the line of scrimmage. That guy's sitting back now. Like, that's just the case. And I think that it'd be nice for Marvin to get a whole bunch of numbers. 
but he has been productive. Like he's helped them out by just taking the the, I guess forcing them to put a lid on the field, opening up that running game, opening up those short passes a bit. I mean, yeah, I see them usually have him as a decoy until they fall asleep. You know, like yeah. the one the exactly. one time they yep. get press coverage, I think they're going to him with the ball. Um, so I think it's a blend of what both you guys are saying. You guys are both yeah. right, man. I'm just here to be a peacemaker. There we go. There was, I like that. There, right. there was one where he got loose deep too. I can't remember. I think Russ went to like the sideline. There was like some yep, pressure. There was one. There, was, there yep. was one where he had him. And you do have to make sure you take advantage because I mean that's that's exactly. a free touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, and that's but it's just once or twice advantage. a game. And, and yep. Exactly. And so hopefully we see that. Okay. Now that uh, we're disagreeing on something, let's disagree on something <laughs> else oh here. A little spicy. But midway through the season. Uh, it's not crazy, at least in my opinion, to think that Russell Wilson should be in the Pro Bowl conversation. Henry, mm-hmm. you disagree? Conversation's fine. Okay. We can have the conversation. Well, how long does the conversation extend? Um, because how many Pro Bowl quarterbacks make? Is it three, I think? Um, yeah, three, but usually expect it to be like the top five. And let's not do that. Let's, I feel yeah. like you just, have to, though. No, because that's I don't want to do... Because just Pro work. Yeah, but I don't... I don't think we should focus on like alternate when you're building okay. this thing out, when you're just looking at the first pro bowl roster, at least that's kind of the way I want to do it. Okay. Uh, because I mean, sometimes you can get into like the seventh alternate uh-huh. and I love Trevor Simeon. And I mean that Todd, uh, but I mean, he even got a pro bowl alternate in 2016. I don't want to be going down the line where we're okay. including Russ. Like, well, maybe he's like the ninth best quarterback in the AFC. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's stupid. Let, let's yeah. just t- try to take it in like a traditional First ballot Pro Bowl sort of guy. So yeah. top three, and we're only talking about the AFC. Yep. So it's not just like the top 10%. Is Russ in that conversation? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I do think that he has a good chance of actually going to the Pro Bowl. But if we're just talking, will he be on the first ballot? Like the, the first ones voted in? I don't think so. Like there's just there's just too much working against him. Like you can look at the touchdowns and the interceptions. And that's the ratio is great. The ratio, great ratio. Yes, the ratio. Phenomenal. Great. And there's that's nice to have going for you, but there's just too much else at play. I mean, he's 23rd in the NFL in passing yards. That's that's not good. Obviously, like the Broncos passing offense, just total volume production. You need more out of it at this point. Um, you look at like the quarterback rating. Yeah, like 104, it's up there. People like QBR now, and as much as like I personally don't, that's gonna weigh him down. And when it comes down to it, it's a fan vote. What are NFL fans voting for? Like, it's if if it comes down to like, hmm, should we vote for Joe Burrow, who's had a disappointing season, or Russell Wilson, who's had a good season? But it's Russell Wilson. Like, people are just gonna vote for Burrow. Yeah, I look I look at the you really the numbers of it all. I think he's bouncing back and having a much better season, mm-hmm. so he's gonna get fan love. His ratio is phenomenal: eighteen touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, I just don't see the passing yards being there. I think that's the big yep. thing for me. He hasn't had over 200 yards in the last six games, and then he's only done it three times this season. Like, he's not lighting up the stat sheet um, in the other regards besides touchdowns. I think touchdowns come from the defense and special teams putting him in great position Mm -hmm. to score touchdowns. But at the end of the day, I just think he's not putting up enough yards to really be a pro bowler. But that's not his fault at all because it's not like he's not putting up the yards because he's completing 50 percent of his passes and he's getting the opportunities to uh, throw for 300 yards a game and he's just he's just fumbling the ball no he's not doing that at all he's um he has in the afc 
He has the 11th most passing yards per game, which is in the bottom third. I'm not trying to make mm -hmm. that a rosy So that's not Pro right Bowl? It, that's yeah. not Pro Bowl. We're going to tie this up. This is going to be not Pro okay. Bowl, and this is going to be Pro Bowl. Okay. Okay. Let, me, let me give you another stat to favor the not Pro Bowl. Okay. Um, in the AFC, his QBR is 52.5, which has risen in the past couple of weeks. That's 10th. So mm -hmm. that is like Another not pro bottom bottom third as well, or I guess almost the bottom third as well. Every other stat, I'm not going to cherry pick. It's in the top five okay. in the AFC. Completion percentage, 67.9%, which has risen recently. Um, Y'all can put one up for that? Well, Pro Bowl's top three, so I guess it has to oh, go not okay. pro yeah, Exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, that's how we're going to do this. Okay, okay, okay. Passing touchdowns. Third in the NFL, there you go. and he's third in the AFC as well. Uh, touchdown percentage. In some of these, you don't have to put in if you uh -huh. don't want to. Uh, first, <laughs> there we percent go. of passes thrown there, touchdowns. He's first in the entire NFL and also the AFC. Uh, in terms of interception percentage, 1.5%. That's second best in the AFC. like it. Uh, passer rating, 104. Second best in the AFC. Uh, sacks. Second most in the AFC. Not Pro Bowl. <laughs> Not Pro Bowl, that's correct. Um, and then how about this? Fourth quarter comebacks. He's tied for the most in the AFC. Uh, and then game-winning drives. He's tied for most in the AFC as well. And then interceptions. The when it, I I, I've already thrown you uh, interception percentage, but interceptions. He has the second fewest in uh -huh. the entire NFL and in the AFC. Only to C.J. Stroud. You mentioned that touchdown to interception ratio, 18 to 4. That's the second best in the entire NFL, only to C.J. Stroud mm -hmm. as well. And uh, to me, I mean, the stats, Russell Wilson is doing everything that's asked of him. Now, what's kind of crazy is I give so much credit to Sean Payton mm -hmm. for rising him to mm -hmm. this level. But then also, I kind of blame Sean Payton for if he doesn't make a Pro Bowl, for keeping him out of it. Now, mm -hmm. maybe if Sean were to try to make him a Pro Bowl quarterback and get those numbers, exactly, yeah. Russ comes down a little bit. So I'm not actually blaming Sean here, yeah. but it is funny. You give Sean a lot of credit, mm -hmm. but then if he doesn't make the Pro Bowl, you kind of say, huh, you were the guy that held him back. Just kind of like the conversation was in Seattle when he mm -hmm. got traded here. Russ said, mm -hmm. look at these freaking numbers I'm putting up. I deserve more responsibility. Give me more. And Pete said, no, there's a reason we're limiting exactly. you here. He um, and uh, now Sean, Nathaniel Hackett did the opposite. He said, this is all about Russ. You do whatever you want. And we saw what happened. Yep. The numbers <laughs> completely fell off. Maybe that was just one bad year. Or we're seeing a Hall of Fame coach in Pete Carroll say, this is what's best for you. And now we're seeing another Hall of Fame coach in Sean Payton saying, this is what's best for you. But I don't think it's crazy. I think... So many of these stats, and again, fair or not, stats are what get you mm -hmm. MVPs, stats mm -hmm. are what get you Pro Bowls, stats are what get you these votes. There's enough stats to say absolutely <sighs> Russell Wilson uh, is definitely in the conversation, which is like a top five, yeah. if not a true Pro Bowl quarterback this year. But I don't even know what the stats mean definitely top five. Because you look and like, CJ Stroud's in front of him, two is in front of him, Mahomes is in front of him, Lamar's in front of him, like... I think Herbert's probably pretty clearly in front of him. Um, you get to like Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen with Russ. Like maybe you have Russ number one of those four and he's like the sixth right now. But if we're talking getting to top three, at the very least, he has to surpass three of CJ Stroud, Tua, Mahomes, Lamar, and Justin Herbert. That's tough to do in half a season. It is. But uh, he gets to play 
Justin Herbert twice. It's true. And he gets to play CJ Stroud. Yeah. So if he can put on a better performance in those games, mm-hmm. I think that'll kind of bump him up. I mean, what's Herbert done better than Russ? Why, why are you saying that he instantly deserves this? Because stat-wise, he does have QBR on him. Um, yeah. 17 points higher QBR. Stat-wise, nothing else on Russ outside, oh, outside of passing yards. Yeah, but I mean, um, there's a... The difference between 200 passing yards a game and 261 passing yards a game, that is massive. Like, I mean, that's that's not just like a little bump. That's a 20, that's like a 30% increase. Yeah, and we're talking about a 30% increase for Herbert in the attempts as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, again, Sean's holding them back, probably right, yeah. rightfully so. But, I mean, it's not like Justin Herbert's doing this on the same number of attempts. Yeah, I mean... That's true, but there's also something to be said. I mean, like you could look around the NBA, for example, and say, um, yeah, Devin Booker has however many more points than, you know, KCP, but he's also taking as many more shots. You know, like there's something about like being the guy who's carrying your team, like being being the number one option and having all this. Like it's pretty clear the Broncos are kind of scheming around russell wilson saying like okay we we found this nice little niche all these check downs like it's a timing offense we've gotten marvin mims out there take the top off just kind of work underneath whereas for the chargers the offense is justin herbert go do things for us like there's it's there's volume is is a plus like mm-hmm. it's valuable to be a high volume guy yeah, yeah i think that might be more for the mvp conversation uh, and I want to throw that huh. your way to see if there's any chance Russ can get in that conversation at some point. <laughs> if he is maybe in the Pro Bowl conversation right now. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing. Where if you're going against Justin mm-hmm. Herbert, you want to put a roof on him to maintain him. And our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing are going to do that for your home, your business. Check out redhawkroofing.com. Tell them the DNVR sent you where they have quality materials, decades of experience, quick response time. They've got Colorado's best estimators and contractors. They have free, no-obligation roof and property inspection, free in-depth photo reports for all your inspections, and winter is coming. You don't want to wait for this when they're going to get super busy, so check them out now. And they're huge DNVR supporters, so you know you can trust Mm -hmm. them. So check them out, redhawkroofing.com. Tell them DNVR sent you. And check out our friends over at Hero Bread, H-E-R-O Bread. They have some phenomenal breads. They have sliced breads, buns, tortillas, and they are all pretty good for you. I mean, they have 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. They have the fewest calorie among all leading national brands. The great thing about Hero Bread is it's good for you whether you're coming out for workout, you whether you want to watch your figure, whether you just want to eat healthy. Hero Bread is here for you, and they're here to help. You can check them out at H-E-R-O dot C-O. And if you use the code DMVR, you get 10% off your first purchase. So go check them out now. So I think if Russ wants to get in the MVP conversation, he's got to do a lot of things that, Henry, you're talking about. Yeah. He has to be the offense. Uh-huh. He can't just be a game manager. And the best quarterbacks, they say, are game managers, too. But then there's ones that can absolutely take over games. For sure. And we haven't seen Russ do that yet. Um, and, and he would have to turn into that for some of the games. Now, it's probably not in the best interest in the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So he's probably not going to do that. Or if he wants to become maybe not even MVP, but like a sure, uh, sure make into the Pro Bowl, he's probably got to do that, mm-hmm. raise those yards. But then the other thing we haven't talked about, because it maybe isn't the most important thing for a Pro Bowl, the winning's got to continue. Mm-hmm. And you can't be mm-hmm. a losing quarterback. 
and not be throwing the ball much and be like a, a sure guy that's going to make the Pro Bowl uh, or even in the MVP conversation at all. Yeah. So if they finish the season eight and nine, no chance, especially yeah. at the quarterback position. But Broncos in two weeks going up against two backup quarterbacks could easily be six and five, and they could easily continue the streak. And if Russell Wilson, with a couple weeks left in the season, mm -hmm. the Broncos are on like a seven, eight game win streak, and they finish the season on like a nine and two run, that's someone that you can look at and be like, damn, yeah. that's a pro bowler. Or damn, this guy should be in the conversation for MVP when he's got on pace for mm -hmm. 34 touchdowns yep. and eight interceptions. Yeah, I think he has to continue to do what he's been doing the last two games. Mm -hmm. I think up until the last two games, he wasn't doing enough to help the Broncos succeed. So I wouldn't have him in the MVP race no. because even though he had, at the time, KC, they had, he had 12 touchdowns and four interceptions, it wasn't enough. He wasn't getting them over the hump. So what he's doing now is putting up a lot of touchdowns and zero interceptions. So he has to continue to make plays that help the Broncos win. And regardless of what his ratio is, he has to put the Broncos in the best position to win games. I think that's how he gets recognition to possibly be the MVP. Mm. Yeah, and I don't think there's any chance he's even close to the MVP conversation. I mean, no. he has he has three 200-yard passing games in nine games. CJ Stroud may be rookie of the year and MVP. <laughs> exactly. The like, year. there's just, there's, there's, he's not close to the bubble. I mean, he's not even, honestly, I don't think close to being MVP of the Broncos. Like, I, I look at Justin Simmons, I look at Pat Sertan, I, I think you, you look at Quinn Miners, I think you look at a bunch of guys before you even say Russell Wilson you is the MVP. I can't give it no. to him. <laughs> I, mean, I can't give it to him. He, he, he could be in the conversation for Pro Bowl, sure. But, uh -huh. but you, think, no. you think the difference between Russell Wilson and Jarrett Stidham so far this season is bigger than the difference between Quinn Miners and, say, Quinn Bailey in terms yes. of winning? Yes. Really? Yeah. I can't yeah. get One, there. a million percent. Um, uh, but I, I just don't think that Russ is... Like, he's just not close. Like, he's he's not close, and I don't see... I mean, unless... Like, he could go out there and throw for 400 yards the next five weeks, and then he's in the conversation. But even that just kind of starts to catch him up a bit. Here's the thing, though, is you say not close. Yeah. When you're saying not close, that's the crazy thing about this year. If there's ever going to be a non-quarterback to win this award, mm -hmm. it's probably this year because there's no quarterbacks that are out there that are on pace for 50 touchdowns. In fact... There's not even a quarterback that's on pace for 40 touchdowns. Yeah. This is a very different year in the NFL where scoring's down and it's impacting quarterbacks, um, quarterback stats big time. Um, Russell Wilson, more passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes, more passing touchdowns than Justin Herbert, more passing touchdowns than every single quarterback mm -hmm. in the entire NFL except for Tua and Josh, and he's only one touchdown behind those guys mm -hmm. so it's not like any quarterback is running away with this where it's easily he's that guy so yeah. in terms of closeness it's not that far and <sighs> even though people have been bashing on Russ and bashing on Russ and bashing on him there's not a quarterback that's running away with this award right now and Todd I think you're right what CJ Stroud has done recently it's mm -hmm. like that's probably your MVP right now especially taking Oh, two win team, three win team last year, mm -hmm. and they already have four or five wins this season. He already has those <laughs> those game winning drives. Yep. Well, Russell Wilson has more game winning drives than C.J. Stroud, so I don't think it sounds crazy on the surface, especially mm -hmm. um, just with where Russ is, yep. where people view Russ. But I don't think it's as crazy uh. as people think. 
But obviously, this team has to be closer to the 3-0 and team they were the past three weeks. Mm-hmm. If they finish as a middling mm-hmm. team, uh-uh, not going to happen. But if they go out, especially, how did Russ play on primetime this past week? Really good. Really good. And he had a stat that's going around that he had the most improbable completion. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it went viral. That helps Case a tiny bit. He's got another primetime game mm-hmm. this week against a Vikings defense that is very beatable. Mm-hmm. You go out and do that. People nationally might be talking about it a little bit. And that's that's what I feel. I feel like the stats, the, his stats are pretty good. But I think when you watch the game, it feels very different than him going out mm-hmm. there and just throwing 18 touchdowns and four interceptions. Like, it wasn't until last week that we really felt like, oh, he's making plays that helped the Broncos win. Yeah. Before that, he was just, like you said, a game manager. But it resulted in him getting good amount of touchdowns, not really throwing interceptions being careful with the ball, but it didn't look like he was the man of the hour and this is the rush show and he's making things yeah. happen. It didn't feel like that. It was Javante carrying the rock. It was other things going right for them. It just, I think when you're the MVP, all eyes are on you and you're making plays, spectacular plays all day. Now, if you can continue to do what he did on Monday night, those are miraculous, spectacular plays that will really have him in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Even just looking through here, like, Honestly, Sam Howell probably has a better case for MVP than Russ does. Like when you look through all these numbers, like Russ is sitting there at like He's leading the league in passing yards. Sam yeah, Howell, yeah. He's first in passing yards. Like like I said, like I've got Russ like if you he's look third at the in stats, interceptions. Yeah. Sam Howell. But in terms I'm wondering of what the fumbles interceptions. Like. But 17 touchdowns, like completing two thirds of his passes, leading the league in passing yards, like like Russ it's has all of close. that, but the passing yards. I know, Russ but is we're talking like all of that in the passing yards. But it's tough to like make the case that he's potentially in the MVP conversation when you can also have the discussion that like is him or Sam Howell, who would you rather have to this point? Like that's just a, a there's just such a gap. Like right now, Russ is sitting there probably like the 12th to 15th best quarterback I'd say on stats this year. If you if you include the NFC as well, what are you I think the about? what. I mean, what, you want to right? go through the NFL? 10th in completion percentage, 23rd yeah. in passing yards, um, 19th in QBR. All, yeah. All, no, no, no. Yeah. The rest, top five. Third most passing touchdowns. This is the entire NFL. First in touchdown percentage, third best in interception percentage, second fewest interceptions, mm-hmm. fourth in passer rating, um, uh, tied for the most in fourth quarter comebacks, and tied for the second most in game-winning drives. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's stats that help. There's stats that don't. But I think when you average it all out, like you also have the whatever five five fumbles in there. You have the sacks in there. Sam Howell four fumbles. Yeah, so Sam Howell significantly more turnovers than Russ. You have the sacks in there too. I mean, there's just I don't think of an MVP. I think you're the most valuable player. Exactly. Um, And what I think about what Russ is doing, he's doing a tremendous job this year. But I can think of five or six other quarterbacks that we could swap in that position and would have a good season. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if I could just send Russ to Kansas City or send Russ to Buffalo say, hey, I need yeah. you to throw the ball 45 times and it's all on you. Like, that's why I feel like he's not, quote unquote, the MVP right and, now. And, mm-hmm. and I, I do agree with you guys. I just don't think, I think most people think this and say, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's not there yet. Yeah. But if he continues what he's kind of done, um, I still don't think he wins it because you guys did mention the yards. And uh, is he the most valuable player? No, he's not right now. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not close. But I think he might get in the conversation. And yeah. that, that might be kind of his 
peak of this season is getting in that conversation. Yeah. Um, speaking of conversations, let's bring on our guy, Brian oh, Bald. Oh, okay. You got one more? Yeah, just real quick. So the point was, though, like, I, I think he's like 12th to 15th, and that's just in quarterbacks. And that's when you bring in all these edge rushers who have big numbers. You bring in the receivers. And so, like, the odds say he's, like, he's 28th in chances to to be the MVP. I think that he's probably placed correctly right there. Yeah, but it's got to be so hard for a quarterback not to win that award. Unless, I mean, but because there's probably a quarterback who goes out there and puts up big numbers. When you're talking Russell Wilson or TJ Watt, like, it's just different. And if you want to see this game, go check out our friends over at Game Time in person. It is going to be lit. Use that code DNVR over at Game Time to get $20 off. I think this is going to be such a cool game where Broncos country actually believes mm -hmm. they're going to show out. The weather's going to be nice enough. I think we're going to be talking about just one or 2,000 no-shows compared to, like, multiple games of 10,000 plus no shows last yep. year. This is going to be a hot ticket to get. So check our friends over a game time out. Use that code mm -hmm. DNVR for $20 off. Plus it's a night game. Check out our tailgate beforehand. So game time, use that code DNVR and Todd, you're actually doing something really cool this week. Yeah. I'm actually, you know, a man of the people giving back and I'm giving away two tickets to this Vikings Broncos Ooh. game. I think it's going to be a phenomenal mm -hmm. game. Um, I think somebody should go and experience it. I'm giving away uh, two tickets to the DMVR tailgate and two Pat Sertan jerseys. So it's a two, Ooh. two, two. And uh, I think you should really enjoy it. And I think the link is in our bio. We're going to post a video on Instagram and Twitter today so you can sign up and be eligible to, to win this uh, these tickets, man. I think it'll be a fun day for you guys. Also, two, 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 it almost makes you, uh, you're going to be partners with Back of the Shaker eventually. Yep. Wow. You can go in that way. I love it. Um, that reminds me that sports fan our friends over at sports fan have crazy deals right now so they've got like uh just like the normal russell wilson jersey is like 50 bucks they've got like the That's two nuts. $200 versions which is like i not everything is sewn on but most of it is like they're the they're awesome those are also half off so if you want like a justin simmons pats or tan jersey it's a hundred dollars for one of those when typically like the low end is like 130 or whatever they also have like the the field edition so like what they actually wear, like the sleeves are like tight and cut off or whatever. Instead of $350, they've got Russell Wilson ones at $100. Boom. It's and ridiculous. And check out our friends over at Shady Rays. Use yes. the code DNVR to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Over 250,000 people have given them five-star reviews. We've given them five-star reviews. And if you want sunglasses, it's awesome for that. But also ski season's coming up, and you got to get... Uh, some goggles for that. Shady Rays has them as well. Really cool designs. And Shady Rays also very affordable. So use that code DNVR over at ShadyRays.com for 50% off. All right, let's bring our guy in, Brian Baldinger. Mm -hmm. Baldy, who knows the NFL like no one else. Baldy, we were just talking about Russell Wilson and just kind of the, the bounce back year he's having. Are you seeing, do you think he's back to uh, Seattle Russell Wilson now? Well, that touchdown throw to Cortland Sutton certainly looked like it. It looked like he was throwing one to Tyler Lockett mm -hmm. on a Monday night or Thursday night under the you know the hot lights of national TV. <clears throat> That's about as Russell Wilson like as you can get. I think he's, I think he's every bit is back. I mean, he's mm -hmm. not making mistakes right now. Uh, Sean Payton's calling a good game, kind of you know emphasizing the run and balancing things up a great deal. But you know, just as um, the street ball stuff that he had to do on third downs and just getting the ball out of his hands and finding, you know, uh, you know, a, a safety net on some of those plays to get first downs or get positive yards. 
he's doing a good job with it. And so I would say he's he's back certainly circa 2020, 2019. There we go. You'll love to hear he's that. back, baby. The other part of our conversation, I'm curious your thoughts. What are the odds, like percentage-wise, that he is one of the, not just like makes the Pro Bowl, but is one of like the three AFC quarterbacks who gets voted in initially the Pro Bowl. And this is kind of like a, a, a tougher one. Uh, MVP, percentage-wise on MVP Russell Wilson for this season. Well, you know, this this thing, that that whole um, contest changes week to week. I mean, last year, last yeah. week of this time, you might have said Lamar's the MVP, and you wouldn't have been wrong. And then he has the game that he had against Cleveland. He didn't look like the MVP. Uh, you know, the, the typical players at that position, whether it's Mahomes or Josh or even Herbert or Lamar, I mean, you might think Tua, Stroud, <laughs> Russell. Like, they might be the three Pro Bowl quarterbacks oh. where they're at right now. I mean, if you just look at the numbers and you just look at them, you know, as far as QBR and touchdowns, interceptions, winnings right now, the way, you know, the Denver's turning things around, you might say Tua Stroud Russell are three, you know, mm -hmm. AFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks. You know, a couple wow. weeks ago we talked about this Denver Broncos team and you mentioned that they were a, a shark with no teeth or something that you wouldn't be afraid to swim with um, after beating the Chiefs and beating the Bills. You know, what kind of shark are we now? Do, did we grow some teeth? Are we looking <laughs> like we could really bite? Yeah, like I don't think you're a great white shark. Early, <laughs> like uh, you know, a uh, you know, like a, a black a black tip shark. Like I don't I don't think any of those. But I think you're like in the lemon shark, bull okay. shark territory. Like there's fear, there's fear in the water. You might not like swim a mile to get out of the water to get away from it. But <laughs> like, you know, your your heart is beating a whole lot faster. I think last time we talked, it was like a nurse shark. You yeah. know, like you go up there and pet those. You know, but like I think there's lemon sharks circling in the water, you know, whether it's Baron Browning or Zach Allen. I mean, you just pick a guy that looks like, you know, they're Jared Cooper. Um, they look like they've got a lot more teeth right now. Man, Baldy, I trust your opinion on uh, sharks, everything in the water. And I also trust your opinion uh, more than anyone on offensive line mm -hmm. play. And Quinn Miner seems to be really taking that next step in his game. Is he establishing himself, uh, speaking of Pro Bowls, as a mm -hmm. Pro Bowl level type of guard? Well, if you just watch the way he threw guys around the other night, um, he, he like nobody gets that attention until you start winning games. Unfortunately, that's why I try to bring some attention to yeah. him this week. But, you know, they, they ran a quarterback sneak behind him, and he lifted, you know, the nose tackle the Buffalo Bills just took him right off the curb and took him back four yards. Um, you know, he was, the, the nose tackle was so frustrated, he threw his helmet off. But Quinn is a uh, – he's a powerful, powerful guy. And you're starting to see the backs right now, Javante. Like, they're, they're coming – you know, when they start – no matter where every run starts, if those runs start coming behind you, they know who's moving the line of scrimmage. And Quinn is playing really good football right now. He's a powerful guy. He's using his strength well, and um, he probably deserves more attention. I can't wait to watch him, you know, this week against Minnesota because they got some good interior defense alignment there in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, going back and watching games, I think Quinn might be the top of the list of guys that you want to see. I mean, he had pancakes on both of the first two drives. Like, yeah. he's it's just every, I guess every series he's doing something that kind of blows your mind. On top of that, he hasn't given up a sack yet this season. 
And that was kind yeah. of the weak part of his game. Only played in a three-point stance in college. Now, all of a sudden, he's not giving up sacks either. It's it's pretty ridiculous to see. Yeah, no, it's it's development. And, you know, <laughs> he's, he's basically Thor in a football uniform, yes. you know? And so, like, he's just, like, he has Neanderthal ways. Um, it's a perfect game for people that are built like that and <laughs> are created like that. You know, it's, it's, you know if, if this was the Roman Colosseum, like, you, you just put him out there against the Lions. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he, I'd take my chances with Quinn. So, no, but he's playing, he's playing good football. Like, you know, they, 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 they brought in Ben on the other side, and Cushenberry's been, you know, quasi, you know, up and down. McGlinchey's had his penalties, but I think Quinn's been the most solid player they've had up there all year. And mm -hmm. now that they're starting to win games, and you see that the way that they're winning games, um, he should only get more and more attention. You know, we talked about the offense. I want to break it over to the defensive side of the ball. And this defense is really playing lights out. They've got four turnovers in the past two games. And we've talked a little bit on this show. Is that something we can sustain? And if we don't, how does our team look not being able to have four turnovers? Because I don't know if the offense is there enough to really account for, you know, not us not getting the ball back. Well, I mean, Jaquan takes the ball right out of James Cooks on the first play. Just rips it right out of his hands. I mean, he's been an unbelievable player. Fabian Moreau has been unbelievable since he's been inserted. Um, there are certainly, you know, new guys are young guys, and they seem to have a knack for it. So, uh, and then if you, if you, anytime that you're pressuring the quarterback, I don't care who it is, you have a chance of getting takeaways. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've got 10 in this three-game win streak. Maybe it's the last four games going back to the first Kansas City game. But regardless, like they're taking it away um, and they're giving extra bats to the offense right now and giving them field position. Sean, Sean McDermott was bitching about it, you know, on Monday. Like he basically gave him a 3 nothing start to, mm -hmm. you know, to start the game after that Jaquan takeaway. So the mentality is there right now. You know, Justin Simmons wants to be the benefactor of a guy dropping a ball. He's in the right position. So you can't, you can't just say, well, we got to keep doing this because, you know, those takeaways, they, sometimes they come in bunches. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's a drought. But the mentality of taking it away, the expectation of taking it away, seems like it's there. And then I think Vance is doing a good job of mixing up his pressures, which can force the ball to come out funny or hot or tipped or whatever else. Baldy, the Broncos are the second hottest team in the NFL on the three-game win streak tied with the Eagles. They're playing the hottest team in the NFL this week with the Vikings. You watch every single team. So you know about Josh Dobbs uh, back with Arizona. Now you know about him with the Vikings. And you know all about the Vikings. What's the Broncos' key to, to beating the Vikings this week? Well, you know, even before Josh got traded to Minnesota, like he started eight games for Arizona. If you watch Arizona, and I know a lot of people don't, but – like he had a minute. They were in every game. They didn't get blown. They beat Dallas, but they, they were in every game, even in the six-game losing streak that they had. But they just couldn't find a way to finish and make plays in the fourth quarter. What you then discover after watching Josh for 10 games is you he is a true dual-threat quarterback. They call runs for him. He's excellent. Like he's, I'm, I'm gonna, he's not Lamar, but whatever that next category of dual-threat quarterbacks are, like he's right in that category. And then his ability to scramble and to buy time and to extend plays. Um, the throws that he had to Hawkinson last week were outstanding. He, like, he stole the ball with touch and accuracy and extending plays. Like, he's been a handful. It's, it's an amazing story knowing that he didn't even know the guy's name, Ben Powell or Brandon Powell. He didn't even know the names <laughs> of these guys. But um, you, have to, you have to play with that guy with, with 
the utmost respect because if you give him 50 seconds on the clock and the length of the field to go, he's already shown that he can do that. Mm, I yeah. love it. I love it. Definitely. Um, other, other thing going back and looking at that game is Pat Sertan playing Stephon Diggs. It was, again, just remarkable to see what he was doing. Like, you take the Alex Singleton almost interception, for example. On the backside of that play, Stephon Diggs is trying to run a slant. He can't even get off the line of scrimmage. And it was like that all night. So I'm curious, going into this week with Justin Jefferson, um, you know, I asked Pat last week if I should be playing Justin Jefferson on my fantasy team, and he said I should not this week. Um, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on that matchup and how you see that going. Well, I know Patrick, you know, likes he likes that challenge. And, mm -hmm. you know, he, he likes to punk guys at the line of scrimmage from time to time. You can play any style um, of football. Uh, you know, Jordan Addison has been Justin Jefferson since Jefferson went out with that hamstring injury. I don't know that I would go that far away. Addison has been unbelievable. Now, Justin Jefferson is a great route runner. He has two plans. He has a plan to get open, and he has a plan after the catch. And, you know, look. You know, Sertan knows that. So, you know, if he catches the ball, you better tackle it because that guy's going to look to square you up and beat you. So that's the big thing about Jefferson is you have to tackle the catch. He's going to get catches because he's that good of a route runner. But we got to see what the timing is like with Josh Dobbs. We knew the timing with Kirk Cousins was outstanding. But you never know with a new guy if he's going to stay on you as long, if he sees you the way Kirk Cousins saw you. Like, that's – remains to be established yet. We don't know. We know that he's got uncanny timing with TJ Hawkinson. And so does he get off Hawkinson and the success he's having thrown to him to go feed, you know, feed the beast? I, I don't know how that's going to work out right now. Man, I love it. I know how this interview worked out. It was great. Valdi, thank you so much yes. for your insight. You. We absolutely love it. And I just can't wait to uh, check out your Twitter account on Monday to, to see how this Broncos game breaks down. Well, uh, if it's if it's if it's win number four, there's definitely gonna be a lot of breakdowns for sure. I love it. Make sure to check out Baldy's national podcast with us, the All NFL Show. Baldy, thank you so much. My my pleasure, guys. Talk to you next week. Man, I love it, and I don't feel crazy, guys. Russ M or Pro Bowl conversation <laughs> with C, not even conversation, uh, Pro Bowler with Tua. And CJ Stroud, wouldn't that be crazy? You texted him before yeah. he came. Yeah. It'd be crazy. <laughs> wouldn't that be crazy on the initial Pro Bowl roster if Herbert's not there, mm -hmm. if Mahomes isn't there? I know that obviously Tom Brady's not going to be there, but like he was just there for 20 years on mm -hmm. the AFC ballot. Yep. If these guys aren't there. That would be wild. It sure would be. It would be. Oh, but yeah. Uh, there's no chance. Oh, well, if you, no if you think there's a chance, go over to DraftKings Sportsbook, mm -hmm. place a little bet, and if you're like, well, I don't just want to waste my money throwing mm -hmm. Russell Wilson MVP on that, do it with some bonus bets. If you mm -hmm. place a $5 bet, 300 to 1. Yeah. So they give you bonus bets of, uh, they give you $200 in bonus bets. If you place a $5 bet, you get eight $25 bonus bets. Mm -hmm. What would, if you place a $25 bet, what, what would uh, your payout be? Um, Six. 50? Yeah, so you wind up seventy five hundred. You do the whole thing though, and you get sixty grand. Yeah. So if you really think that Russ is about to go on a run, oh my, play the best ball of his career. Oh it's so good goodness. that it compensates for the first half. You, yeah, there you go. And on Damn. one hand, like you don't think people <laughs> would want to vote for Russ as an MVP just with like how brutal they've been to him this past uh -huh. year. But on another mm -hmm. hand, people want to store it in the NFL. Russ going from let's ride Russ. 
to MVP. let's win the MVP, Russ? Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be wild. So mm-hmm. you can do that with our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up in order to get these bonus bets. It's wild, especially after a Monday night game. We got football tomorrow night yep. with the NFL, and that is a hell of a game. So get in on the action over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. And... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Henry, how many days is that? Seven. Boom. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And check out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery, um, breckbrew.com for their beer locator, the official beer of the DMVR. And we love it here. We have it almost every game. Uh, when I'm here, I have it not every day, but almost <laughs> every day uh, because it's that good. They have so many different ones that they would like for you to try. Um, the Avalanche Amber Ale. Uh, the Mile High City, the Broncos Pale L, which we have on set with us, like always. The Fun Slinger, the Good Company Hard Seltzer, which I heard is very popular. Not really a hard seltzer guy, but for them, I would give it a try. So go check out our friends at Breck Brew using breckbrew.com for their beer locator. You know what? Let's dish out our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week right now. And I'm going to tomorrow night's game. Okay, I'm not going to tomorrow night's game, but I'm picking tomorrow night's ah, game. okay. Cincinnati Bengals playing the Baltimore Ravens, two teams with just abysmal meltdowns in their past mm-hmm. game, division game, and the Bengals are getting four points. Mm. I love that. I think the Bengals will just win straight up, but I love them. It went from three to three and a half to four. The Bengals, yeah, they, I mean, just melted down against C.J. Stroud, but he's doing that to every team right now. Recently, uh, the Bengals are hot, though, before that game. I love getting four points with the Bengals. Henry, yeah. where are you going? I'll go. It's tough. So, I'll, I'll, let's see. We've got 7-1 uh, to one on the Buffs to win the Pac-12. Got 80-1 to one on them to win the national championship. It's still pot. Oh, you're talking about basketball? Yeah. Oh, I was going to yeah. say football? Seriously? Yeah. I know. It's like 35-1 to one for Rust Wing Comeback Player of the Year and 75-1 to one for Sean Payton Coach of the Year. It's, wait, 7-1? to one? For Russ, 35. No, for, for Sean. 75. 75 to 1. I know, and that's where if they go on a run. But, they like, D'Amico Ryans is up there. Like, yeah. Dan Campbell's the up there. Uh, Dan Campbell's the favorite. Okay. But I think I think you can surpass him. Like, they have to win, like, 12 games this year for him to be in the conversation. Dan? I think so. I don't think so. You don't? Are these awards. What? They these won are, eight or nine last for, year? Yeah, but especially for Coach of the Year, it's like, okay, okay. do it two years in a row, and then we'll give it to you. Okay. Ah, uh, let's see. Give me the 81 on the bus win national championship. It's this look ridiculous right now. They're last night. Like they got the number one recruit in the country. He's just going out there and like dunking on guys. Like mm-hmm. it's everything they do is where like they've got the talent. They've got the experience. Um, I, I got to at least sprinkle that one 80 to one. You know, I think that the Broncos have been playing some good football, but it hasn't resulted in a lot of points. So I think they're due for a game mm. for them to go out there and really light up the scoreboard. So right now at DraftKings, it's plus two, 230 to get over 27 and a half points. Ooh. So I think this will be the game yeah. that Broncos break even the 30, uh, the 30 point mark, and that's plus 350. Um, so yeah, go over there and bet either for over 27 and a half or over 30 points, and I think you'll be happy with it. Man, I love that. And uh, 
I have a different feel on this game than the Ooh. national people. Over at DraftKings, 75% of the bets are on the Vikings, only 25 for the Broncos. Ew. I saw a national panel. Seven of them picked the Vikings to win. One picked the Broncos. I almost just gave that out as my pick of the week. Mm -hmm. Broncos minus, I think, 125 mm -hmm. to win this game. We're going to give our picks tomorrow, but let's dive into a little casual whiteboard Wednesday yep. to break down how this game is going to go. And uh, I'll start off here. I'm going Pastronaut. Okay. You know who the Pastronaut is? Astronaut Pastor uh, that's a good one. Oh, you wow. could also go with uh, Bradley Chubb since like he's the astronaut. Uh, yeah. But according to Pro Football Reference, which has yep. some dicey nicknames, the astronaut is Josh Dobbs. That's a real he one. Is, wow. That's a real one. Yep. Uh, because he is what a uh, aerospace engineer or something yeah, like that, say, and yeah. he passes the ball. Well, make sure he's a astronaut this game, not a runstronaut, because as Baldy said. Josh Dobbs is a legitimate dual threat quarterback. In mm -hmm. fact, he's the first quarterback to have 400 passing yards, 100 rushing yards, and no interceptions in his first two games with the team. Mm. Just shows how good he's been. But he has really hurt teams with his ability to run the ball when he's been with the Vikings. He has 110 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns on 15 carries. The Vikings can't run the ball outside yeah. of him. So force him to beat you in the pocket by throwing the ball. We know the Broncos are a much better pass defense than run defense. So keep him in the pocket. As much as Baron Browning, Nick Benito want to pin their ears back and go and sack him, yep. it's okay if you're not getting tons of sacks as long as he's not breaking those long runs. So keep Josh Dobbs in the pocket. Make him beat you with his arm. This is a game where we definitely need a QB spy. Uh, Josie or Alex sitting yeah. over the ball yeah. and just not letting him kill us with his legs because I think that's where he really makes his bread is being able to use his legs to extinct plays. Do you like being a spy? Like, did you like being a spy? I do. I do. Yeah. I think it's not as easy as people think. Oh, because, yeah. It does, like, seem, it does seem easy, but... You know, yeah. <laughs> because those guys can evade any way. And so, like, mm, let's just say point. he rolls out the pocket to the right. The minute you take off and he reverts, now there's nobody back yep. on that yeah. side. And it's 100% your fault because yep. you're trying to spy him. <laughs> yep. But you were, like, you know, two yards from the tackle. But now he's just running for, you know, yep. the end zone. So, it's a tough it's a tough down. It's okay to spy, like... Peyton or Tom, uh -huh. but when it's <laughs> yeah. fast guy, maybe not. When it was Peyton or Tom, happened. we would do. We would. We, it would be like a a D lineman. You know, how sometimes <laughs> exactly, a D lineman yep. they'll just stop yep. and sit there. That's when you spy those exactly. two guys. Uh, yeah. For me, I'm going with um, once is a mistake, twice is a pattern, three times is a habit, and mm. that's for these turnovers that the Broncos have been creating. Mm. The Love defense it. has had four turnovers in back-to-back -back games, and if we do it one more time, I think that's just who we are, and I'm just going to be baking on us to get that every single game that we play. I know it's been tremendous in helping Russ and field position, so I need this to turn into a habit for the Denver Broncos. I need us to get four turnovers this next game yeah i love that and i mean it's thanksgiving next week mm -hmm. so you might want to do some preparing bake some things beforehand so you might as well cook the turnovers bake the turnovers this <laughs> sunday because todd i'm gonna play right into you you mentioned how important it is for the broncos and how good they've been but in the vikings six wins they've turned the ball over seven times that's just over one per game they took the ball away 12 times Damn. so they've averaged over two turnovers per game uh they've won the turnover battle by five in their wins in their losses, though, they've turned the ball over 10 times. Four mm -hmm. losses, 10 turnovers. That's two and a half turnovers a game, and they've only taken the ball over two times in their six wins. Half a turnover per game. So they've lost the turnover battle by eight, which is an average of two per loss. 
Huge difference there. So it's that important for the Broncos, and it's that important for the Vikings. Sometimes, yep. it, for most teams, for every team, the turnover battle is important. Yeah. But for other teams, that they can overcome losing the turnover battle. These two teams clearly can't. No. Mm-hmm. It's like the number one indicator indicator for like win-loss percentage, yep. whether you won or lost the turnover battle. Like yep. it 100% yep. correlates to team success. So I think Broncos, I think it is our success. Like we have yep. to take the ball away. Definitely. Um, I just let them run. That's mine. Let the Broncos run? No, the Vikings. Let them run the football. Don't be loading the box. Don't do anything like that. Rushing offense is terrible. They've got basically nothing going. They're 29th in yards, 27th yards per attempt. Passing offense, very different story. Like it's it's tough because I don't even know how you defend that passing game because they're they're insane. Like part of me thinks like put Pat on Jordan Addison, bracket Justin Jefferson. Part of me thinks, well, how can you do that when you're just leaving Hawkinson in the middle of the field then? Because Hawkinson looks like Travis Kelsey this season, and all the numbers back that up. Like, Mm -hmm. he is one of those uncoverable tight ends who's fine space, can get deep, can just do anything. Like Baldy said, Addison has totally taken over the Justin Jefferson role. So, like, you're you're stuck. Luckily, you have Pat Sertan to solve one problem, but that's leaving two problems. And you can't really dedicate a double team to one of them because then you're leaving somebody else open. You want to have a spy because of Josh Dobbs, but there goes another defender. So maybe you like spy and have him kind of keep an eye on Hawkins and mill. I don't know. All I know is don't overload the box trying to stop the run because they will stop their own running game. This passing attack is terrifying regardless of who the quarterback is. That's tough. I don't know. Yeah. yeah? No. Because I really? feel like the running game, there's no way once you open the, open the jar, there's no way to put a lid on it. Okay. Like once you, have a light box, it's one tackle away from that running back hitting his head on the goalpost, and now they're having a career day, and then mm-hmm. we just went from, like, bottom of the pack to top of the pack. I think it's that easy to turn around your running game in one game. So I think we need to stop the run first and make them pass because I think our pass defense is better, actually, than our run defense. And they're a bad running team. We've actually been a bad running defense. So yeah. we got to be able to come and stop the run. Henry, I see what you're saying. Yep. But if you allow a team to be two-dimensional, that is so tough. And I trust the Broncos' pass defense way more than I trust their run defense. And I just go back to last week mm-hmm. with, with Josh Allen. The Bills don't even try to run the ball until they go mm-hmm. against the Broncos. And they have almost 200 rushing yards when they threw the ball. Yeah. It was interception, interception, fumble. They were just making all sorts of mistakes against Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They shut them down. So I don't think you're going to hold Josh Dobbs to like 95 passing yards. Mm -hmm. But if they're running for 200 yards, that means the the air game is going to be a lot more open too. So I really, really hesitate against Uh, that. But you do mention the passing options they have. TJ Hawkinson. I was blown away, and I had to triple-check this stat yesterday. He has the most receiving yards for a tight end, the most receptions for a tight end in the entire NFL, and what blew me away, 71 catches this year. We're through eight games, nine games. He has 71 catches, third most in the NFL Mm -hmm. for any position, only behind, Mm -hmm. like, Tyree Kill and Stephon Diggs. It's insane how good he has been. Yeah, only pushback. They have three 100-yard games and 300 100-yard rushing games in 10 games this season. That's mm-hmm. three more than the Bron- – oh, you mean as a team. As a team. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 as a team. Yeah. They, they've hit 75 yards four times. Like, they are terrible. Yeah. They are mm-hmm. terrible. All they can do is throw the football. Yeah. Just don't make them 
just don't let them be two dimensional. Okay, we got to get out of here quick, but we've got some super chats, I believe. So let's hit those really quick. We got one from Kevin Locke says, Seems in the last two games, opposing defenses have pointed to the side where the run is going to go and say, Run to the right before huh. the play. Mm -hmm. Huh. Have you noticed that, Todd? I haven't. But maybe they're using like keywords. Yeah. yeah. Like true and false. Like true is a right run, false is a mm, left run. Yeah. Or have they hired the Michigan guy? Because he's been unemployed for about two weeks <laughs> it's possible. now. Maybe they know the signs. Nick says, Todd, what can we do to fix the run defense in the next couple of weeks? Play the guys Vikings. just got to tackle. I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think that guys are in good position, but if you look, guys are missing tackles like at the point of attack. And mm -hmm. so, you know, they do a great job of tackling in the open field against route runners, but uh, we just got to bring it to um, the box. And those interior guys have to do a great job tackling runners before they really get started. Do you guys like Black Friday? Yep. We've got our Black Friday deal mm -hmm. already going. We've got shirts up to 90% off, team gear at least 20% off, DNVR gear 33% off, hats and hoodies $10 off. If you spend $75 or more, you're going to receive a $15 gift card and much more. There's some restrictions apply, but check out the DNVR locker to get in on all the Black Friday stuff. You see just a little sampling of what we've got. Check out our Pat Sertan shirt, and also get in on this uh, on our Splash Sports Pick'em Contest. We've yes. got that going. Link in the description. Us three, we're all signed up already. I made my picks last night, and we want to play with you. Mm -hmm. We've already got some people in there, so let's grow this pot and get in there over at SplashSports.com. Click the link in the description to see all of that, and we'll see you tomorrow for let's our final picks. Curious if Henry is going to be a hater. I'm curious if Todd is going to roll back with the Broncos or if he goes with his most recent former team, the Vikings. We will give you our final picks tomorrow on the show. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. Hit us with a thumbs up on the way out.